That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Shane Ramey. You're listening to That Sober Guy podcast, and we help people stay sober. If it's your first time listening, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here today. You can find more podcasts and resources and also contact us by going to thatsoberguy.com. Follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast. All the links from today's show will be in the show notes so they're easy for you to find. I got two of my most favorite brothers here today. My brother Seth Manter and my brother Gary Matthews joining the show. What's up, fellas? How are you guys doing? Oh, what up? What, what up? up? <laughs> that just reminded me of, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Have a bloody buddy. Picked up some old Adam Sandler. The goat. I don't, I'm not saying he's the goat either. I'm just saying there was a goat skit that he did with a goat, I think, back in the day. I think Adam it's, Sandler. A, I think it's a fair that? statement to say he's the goat. He that could be. That dude's hilarious. He is. I like how he dresses, too. Yeah. He just doesn't care. He's Super like, there's there. no... Yeah does not matter to him yeah. yes good to be here with y'all thank you for tuning in if you're new to the show welcome we uh we talk about how to live a better life and how to not drink booze and how to have fun and how to be a dad and a father and a husband and how to live life how to have fun at the same time yeah how are you guys doing tonight seth thanks for coming down from auburn california to vacaville california Oh yeah, man. It's a, it's a pleasure. You know, it's always, like I always say, man, it's always fun to do it and, uh, an honor, right. For, uh, to be on the show. So good to be here. And, and I get to catch up with Gary a little bit too. So that's, yeah. that's pretty rad too. Yeah. I heard you were chopping some wood today, chopping a little wood, did, did a little wood chopping, um, with the price of, uh, I guess propane or whatever gas, man, I try and keep that low with the I always yeah. joke I got a I got a firewood farm with a bunch of old dead trees living in California. So <laughs> so it's all good. I got endless endless firewood now until I don't. Yeah. Yeah, you're up in the sticks. You had a little snow. You gotta keep it warm. You know, a little property yeah. by, by the lake. Yeah, a little property by the lake up in the, the sticks. As yeah. country as uh a California boy gets, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's right. Yeah. So that hill folk life. I remember the first moment that I in, that I started to think about I'm going to start a podcast, and I met Seth at a Starbucks, and I had it all mapped out, and I was like, I think this is what I'm going to do, and I was so worried that you're going to be like, bro, that's a stupid idea. <laughs> Not that you would say that or anything. I don't know why I would think that, but I remember I showed you. I was like, yeah, and I think I'm going to call it like sober guy, and you just looked at me and you were like, bro, that's so dope. Um, that's awesome, man. I don't know if you remember that. But no, I'm just I, I absolutely right do. And so that was been probably, almost 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say that was like back in probably 13, right? Mm-hmm. Well, wow. it would have been 14. Let's see, 14, October 2013. I kicked the booze and then started Sober Guy in like the spring of 2014. So right around there in between. Wow. Yeah, crazy. So, yeah. So, I mean, just call it 10 years, right? Yeah. It's been pretty a, close. It's been in the works and, man. I know. Wow. I remember, dude, I, so I remember that night, like, vividly. Like, that was a... Uh, because there was some other stuff going on, too, mm-hmm. you know? And, and obviously, like, that's not the only time we get together, but usually that's, like, a big time when... Oh, yeah. Something's going on, right? You got to reach out and, and ask for a little help. But, yeah, man, wow. I know. Nine years. What are you sitting at? 12 years with no booze? 
something like uh, that. Yeah, so I got I got sober in 2010. 2010. Okay, yeah. So yeah. 13. You're going on like 13 then. 13. 13 yeah, 13. Year. 13 years. Wow. Yeah, it's That's crazy. Awesome. With uh, I think the only the only time I I grabbed a Bud Light and I thought it was a Pepsi. <laughs> I think and I remember. I, you I opened me that. it up and I took a big ass swig and I was like, oh shit. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> Just not. Te- I went into knew. I went into like panic mode. Like, what do I do? Yeah. And then I was like, bro. It wasn't intentional. Like you didn't, yeah. you didn't know. Like you didn't even. I was like, yeah, but I didn't look at the can. You know what I mean? I had that whole you conversation. With, up had that whole head. conversation with myself, man, about what I could have done. You know, and it's just crazy. And then I was like, uh, like a couple minutes later, I was like, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, whatever. It wasn't but intentional. Yeah. So, and I don't even know why we have Bud Light in the fridge because no one else drank Bud Light. But why yeah. <laughs> Gee, what about you? You got about three years, right? Yeah, three years. Three years on New Year's, I think. Yep, it was on New Year's. I remember the night. Yeah. Three years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough one, that's for sure. That's yeah. not in my life, actually. <laughs> Dude, crazy, man. So crazy. Three three of them went by like that, too. It d- yeah, it did go by. When quick. was the last time you were on the podcast? Was it last year? I think it, it was up, after my, my year. Your year? Yeah. So, dang, it's already been two years. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I know time um, Time seems to really fly by right now. I don't know if it's just the kids and the busyness and the work and the things. I was just talking on last week's um, podcast just about how trying to be in the moment and like go slow is really hard. <laughs> like some days, you know, because yeah. it's just you're just constantly on the go. I actually got a nap in today for an hour. Can you believe that? What was yeah, that? Like? You did too, huh, Seth? Yeah, I did get a nap in. Like, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, that like it was really happens. nice. It was it was really so. I don't know what woke you up. So I got a lick across the face from the dog. From the dog, <laughs> nice. So better than I, his butt. Was, yeah, face. I guess it was better than his butt. But for sure, like, hey, you're not supposed to be napping. Like, even the dogs got me on watch. Mm. Like, you ain't mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. Yeah, but it was amazing. Yeah, I got like a 20 minute nap in yesterday, but it was unintentional. You know, I was just sitting <laughs> on the couch, like Start that's. I, I just felt old. I was sitting yeah. watching something, Karina and I, and Emma fell asleep. So I was sitting there just, and you know, before I knew it, I was, you know, you, you get that snore that wakes you oh, up. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, man, like, I'm getting old. I just knocked out for a good 20. Oh, and yeah. I felt great after Right that. on the so, couch. Yeah, sometimes those are the best. You yeah. wake up like, oh, man, yeah. that was the best 20 minutes of my life. Yeah. I've it always wanted to be one of those old guys one day that just, like, conks out with this, the fly trap. <laughs> That's what it was. Like, yeah. It's, and then you just wake up and then it's totally, it's totally acceptable right. when you're that old to just fart and to like fall asleep <laughs> on the couch with your mouth wide open. It's cool. He's, you know, he's just doing the thing, That's taking a nap. Grandpa Shane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Good stuff, man. Well, I'm glad we, we got to get together tonight and hang out a little bit uh, at the Raymer house. The kids and the Jess are down at the bowling alley hanging out, hopefully staying out of trouble. Oh yeah. And uh, we just figured we'd get together and share a little bit. Hopefully, uh, anyone out there listening tonight, if you hear something uh, that you can relate to, um, man, that's that's really what we're here for. And obviously, to have some fun too. But once again, like I said in the intro, we love to hear from you. Uh, so if you want to contact us, you can go to thatsoberguy.com and click the contact form on there. You can also sign up for any of the emails, um, any um, other resources on there, and then follow us on Instagram at that sober guy podcast and tell us uh, how you like the show got questions, anything like that. And actually we have a Q and a, um, one coming up that will uh, come out here 
uh, in the next couple of days after this one drops. I think we have like 20 questions that Jess and I are going to sit down and go through from from uh, many different people. So thank you for sending those in. Um, man, let's uh, let's just kind of back up and let's start with G. Like you were on the show, what, uh, two years ago now we established that. And um, man, you know, well, the three of us, we all party together. We all hung out mm-hmm. together. We've known each other. Seth and I have known each other since fifth grade, I think. And uh, speaking of that, I saw Big Chuck yesterday. Oh, you did? Yeah. You're at, good. At, good. Over good, at good. Vasquez. Okay, good. I hate when people call it Vasquez, too. I was just down at the Vasquez getting a taco. It's not Vasquez. It's Vasquez. Let's you just throw establish the, that. the deli in there, too. The, oh, that's true. <laughs> Vasquez deli. Yeah. Dude, one of the best spots in Vacaville. But yes, I saw Chuck there, and he was talking to Cash, and he's like, uh, he's like, what's up, buddy? How you doing? He's like, you know, I coached your dad, right? And he's like, I'm 62. I'm, he's all just super shredded still, oh, yeah, 62. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about the Bulls, though. That's when you and I met. Oh, yeah. The fifth grade Bulls, yeah. rec league basketball. We both had some gnarly mullets, and uh, Big <laughs> Chuck was our coach. And then it's just crazy that – he gets sober. I think he was sober at that time. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Just yeah. for a few years at least. And yeah. he's still going strong, like 30, 30 plus years. Wow. Nice. Um, yeah. So it was cool to see him. And I know that, you know, I know he looks at us as like this next generation and he's really proud to see us doing what we're doing. And not that we're doing everything amazing and phenomenal. We're doing the best we can, but like we took a different path. You know what I'm saying? And that's pretty dang cool, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, the 30, 30, I mean, there's so many topics there, right? That, that 30 years and... Crazy. It, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, well, so let's um, let's start with you then, G. I'll kind of back up again. Um, you got three years in. Maybe just give us, for someone who missed the first episode, you know, two years ago, just a little background about yourself and, you know, what, you, what you're doing, what you're up to, working, how you're staying sober, that kind of stuff, and then we'll kick it to Seth and then... We'll talk some baseball, the Elmira cabin, a um, bunch of stuff. We'll have some fun. But, yeah, give us a rundown. Uh, okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, so uh, I grew up in Vacaville. And it's, uh, I don't know, when I was growing up in high school and, and it was a party for us, it was party town. Man. Yeah, party. It was, it was a lot of drinking, a lot of drugs, a lot of parties, man. And, uh uh yeah i got really involved in that and then but not so much to where it controlled my life you know what i mean at that point it was uh, still kind of fun at some point when you're young like that even though yeah yeah so then i went off to college um played some ball up there at sonoma state played some ball you were an amazing shortstop bro just shredding thank you yes yeah always love to watch that and that's kind of when it really got kind of started to get serious because it was um started to affect decision making my life I think I look back on it now and that's one of the things where I'm like man you know if I'd have paid attention more and actually if if I could now talk to that Gary that was back (sighs) there you know and and we all say that right but oh yeah I mean uh that was that was where what would you tell him Go to, go to class. <laughs> Get to class, young fella. I mean, you know, it's just like there's so many opportunities there, you know, yeah. and when you're there, you don't realize it. And then you become an adult and you're like, man, what if I would have, what if I would have done, you know, paid attention yeah. and, and, and done that. And so anyways, yeah, I partied way too much there. Eventually they ended up revoking my scholarship and, and, uh, 
so I went to uh, to go to work, uh, worked for my old man, uh, doing electrical work. Um, enjoyed it. It was very interesting. Um, so something that intrigued me. Plus, I like just being out, working with my hands, sweating. It reminded me of, you know, sports, things yeah. like that. Uh, still drank, though, the whole time. Partied uh, even more. I think the fact that um, I didn't really – wasn't really able to f- fulfill my – my baseball dream, you know, because of a partying made me just drink more, piss me off, anger. You, Did you know feel like I mean? you, like you let yourself down. Well, yeah, like I still think, yeah, I still yeah. think about it to this day, man. I mean, I, you yeah. know, I wasn't the biggest dude, but I could play. Oh yeah. And you, you can know, ball, bro. and it was just something where you kind of wonder, you know, what if, mm-hmm. and, uh, so that ate, that, that ate at me for a long time for sure. And I think that had a lot to do. It was easy to forget when you're blacked out drunk, you know what I mean? But I really did do like, I I really did like the, uh, the electrical field that, 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 uh, was something like I said, super interesting anyway. So yeah. Um, been doing electrical work for about 15 years now, work out of a refinery and, um, yeah, it was, uh, you want me to go into the whole why I got sober and all that? Yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, if you, if you want to, yeah, you can go. Uh, yeah. So um, I talked about it in the first time I was on too, but you know, it was just um, drinking kind of got. Obviously, we had you know kids and and this and that, and 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 it started to get really really bad. Uh, it was, um, you know, just uh, gosh. Well, I you would, struggled with a lot of anxiety too, right? right? I mean, that was like a big part, if I remember. Yeah. So. So social anxiety, the need to get intoxicated just to socialize, and then the aftermath of that, now it's like tenfold anxiety because, and so it's just this revolving cycle. And I know towards the end, if I remember right on the conversations we've had, it was just like elevated to a level that was really unbearable. Oh, at you some can't, point. yeah, it would hit me to where I couldn't even function. I mean, yeah. I don't know if you, you know, if guys have ever experienced it, but anyone who has, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Mm-hmm. It's horrible, man. It, it hits you to where, I mean, it would hit me so bad I couldn't think, and and it would just take over my. The mind is such a powerful thing, mm, dude. And and it's and something that's helped me now. Not to jump ahead, but um, is you know something I tell myself because because it's gotten better for sure. It's gotten yeah. better, but it's not something that I've escaped, and it's always in the back of my mind. But the one thing that I remind myself is that it's my mind and it's my thoughts, mm. and I'm in control of those thoughts. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's something that that I, I constantly remind myself of, and it, and it helps a, a ton. But yeah, when I was struggle like really struggling with it, um, the drinking did not help because it was um, you know uh, getting on myself about it, about yeah. drinking, and then uh, just this in, in horrible anxiety. Man, it was just so talk talk sucked. about that cycle a little bit because I know a lot of dudes struggle with that where they want to quit. Like you, I, from what I remember, you wanted to quit for oh, a yeah. while, Yeah. but it's that you, you get stuck in that. And then, and I know I dealt with it too. I think you did too, Seth. Like then you beat yourself up the next day. Yeah. I'm not going to drink today. Yeah. And then you end up drinking because it's just, you're, it's a endless cycle. Yeah. Well you, yeah, I would, I would go to bed, you know, if I didn't black out that night and I was coherent and I would be like, man, I need to stop this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I need to knock this off. This is ridiculous. I got a kid now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I gotta just be more responsible and then I'd get on myself and then I'd wake up, you know, feeling like crap and get on myself even more, even more than eat something. And it would kind of go away. You feel a little better. And then you get a short memory. You know what I mean? You just kind of go, well, that was just that night, you know, let me, and then boom, before you know it, I'm buzzed, I'm drunk again, 
Yeah. And it feels better for that time. You temporary. know what I mean? Yeah, temporary, definitely. Uh, and then uh, it was just that vicious cycle of, you know, going back to sleep. What well, shit? Why did I drink again? Why can't I stop this? What the hell is going on? What what's wrong with yeah. me? You know what I mean? I would ask myself that constantly. What the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I just you know not have a drink or or whatever? And and uh, yeah, it turned into to really really just that struggle, well, man. I, I remember at one point. <clears throat> Before the three years ago date when, that you got sober, you actually, prior to that, and this is, just came to me right now, you actually had a sponsor at one point, and yeah. you were going to meetings for what? You had maybe a month, two months, a couple of months, I think, at some point, right? Yeah, well, it was that. Like a couple of years before that. Yeah, it was like a three-month stint, and it was because it was court-ordered. Oh, got I, it. Okay. You know what I mean? But I, I told myself, I was like, all right, I'm going to take advantage of this. Yeah. Like I remember I'm, you were all into it. Yeah. You had a you had the big book, like yeah. you were down. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, and I had a sponsor and, mm -hmm. and he was cool in the beginning for sure. Um and then uh I loved it. Yeah. To be honest, I loved it. I was it was the it was great. And then that's that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, too. I did yeah, too until just now. But that, and that's yeah. why I was gonna ask you because I, I get so many messages from dudes who are in out, in out, and mm -hmm. it's just part of the process for so many different people. And um it's like, what was different for you? Or, well, let's go back to that. How'd you go back to drinking after those three months? Like, yeah. What was that? Let's start there. Well, you know, you go to that whole, uh, I'm just going to do beer and wine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I can, I can handle beer and wine. And I, yeah. to this It's day, that hard stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's it's that hard stuff Jack that's Daniels. the problem. It's yeah. the shots. The yeah. shots are what make me, you know, yeah. angry and make me black out. No, that wasn't true. Budweiser okay. don't do that. Though. No, of course not. <laughs> but it was the... Heck. I remember we were in the old house and um, and I, I remember telling myself, all right, I'm just going to do, you know, beer and wine. And I poured myself a glass of wine and I was like, this is fine. But even and this was three months of no no drinks. And I remember drinking that wine going, all right, I'm going to be OK. I can do this. Hell no, man. It, it yeah. was it was. Mm. And, and they talk about it, too. It's not like you. you if people who do go in and out, in and out, and this is what I've heard when, when you go back, it's, it's not like a gradual thing. You go right back to where you yeah. were. And that's what I did. Yeah. I went, I had right where it, you it, left off. Yeah. It feels like it was a sip of wine. And then I was at bars taking shots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a couple of days later. And, uh, yeah. So it was, it was, uh, that so was, that went on for a couple of years until this last time, three years ago. Yeah. What do you think was different that time than like the first time responsibility? I definitely mm -hmm. have more responsibility in my life. Um, uh, you felt like you had something to be responsible for. Yeah. Probably too. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously family, family like, yeah. and, and um, I just felt like I've put my wife through enough. You know, it was, yeah. I, I mean, she's a trooper. Obviously I talked about it on the last, mm -hmm. last time I was on, but man, it was just responsibility. I had a career now where I was in a spot where it was a good place to work and I didn't want to mess that up. Yeah. And, um, it, it just was something that, that I knew needed to happen. Um, there were a few events here, it, it, you know, I was younger, I didn't have kids, I wasn't married and it was something like, I don't know, it's hard to describe, but you know, blacking out doing shit like that or stuff like that. It was, um, you know, it was easier to erase, easier to get rid of in your mind. And then, yeah. And then, you know, later on in life when you have a kid and, and you're sitting there and you're like, man, 
I blacked out last night. I had no idea what I did. And, mm. and, and I'm, I'm sitting there looking at my son and I'm going, what the, you know, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and so it was something that needed to happen. That was for sure. That's huge, man. I'm super proud of you. I know Seth's proud of you. I know everyone in the family is dude. And it was just like such a, such a change. You know what I mean? Like, um, so crazy too, man. Like how, like how that happened and how fast it's been already in three years too. So I guess, um, let, let me kind of, let's wrap it up with this and then we'll kick it to Seth. Like, how's your life different today than it was? Oh, it's great. It's great. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, mean, I almost feel dumb asking, but no, it's like, yeah, I want to hear it. it. It's great, man. I mean, not being hung over is awesome. Dude, you know what I mean? So, That's like yeah. the biggest selling point. You know, you wake up, you have some coffee, you just, you know, what am I going to do today? You don't got to worry about puking, feeling like yeah. shit stuff, you know, feeling like crap. And, uh, it's, um, I just, I respect myself a lot more. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I, um, I can say, you know, things that I do throughout the day. I just, uh, I don't know, man. I just, uh, I have this proud feeling, you yeah. know, I wear it with pride and, and it's yeah, something that, you know, it's not, it doesn't come easily. It's not easy to do. And so I'm, I'm proud of myself for doing it. Yeah. It makes me it's feel awesome, good. Dude. You know what I mean? So, um, I know I said we were going to move, but I want to ask you one more question because I feel like someone needs to hear this right now. Like at that moment, three years ago, like, what would you say to someone who really wants to reach out? But cause I know it was hard for you to reach out in that moment. And I, like, there was a lot going on there. And just to sum it up, like your brother, Joe and me, we got phone calls at like three in the morning and yeah. it was like, dude, I need help pretty much. Yeah. Like you got to that point and then how, like how, what was it just desperation or just totally well, done? Like what was different? I mean, it was a bad night. It was probably, you know, people say rock bottom. It was definitely there. Um, you know, I'm not going to go into detail yeah. of the night, but it was just, it was just the worst night ever. And, and, uh, it was something that where I was sitting there by myself in my house and I, and I knew this was it. It was, it was, this was the time. So I called my brother, my brother called you, you guys came over. And the second I started to just kind of, you know, basically shovel all my, stuff onto you guys it was a weight that was lifted yeah. you know what i mean it was just immediate weight that was lifted now i'm not dealing with this in my own head i'm talking to you guys about it and once you start talking so about it it's just this this weight that's lifted it's it's you realize that you know and and this is where the meetings helped in the beginning as well as you 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 talk about it you start hearing other people that go through the same situations that you were going through and, and it helps you mentally think like, okay, man, I'm, I'm not alone here. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to, to, to go back to what you asked, you know, if there's someone who's, who's at that point, you start talking about it. I guarantee Seth, you probably can agree. Once you start talking about it, that weight just gets lifted. And that's the start totally. right there. You get that feeling, you run with that feeling yeah, that's because good. that's, that's the road to, to uh, being sober Love in, it. in my experience. You know yeah, I mean? no, I mean, <clears throat> for sure, right? The there's that it's that old saying, right? There's strength in numbers, man. And when you're able to talk about your, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, demons or whatever, whatever you want to call it, problems, issues, uh, stuff, quote unquote, you know, it's once you have that ability to be able to talk about it with somebody, <clears throat> that weight, it, it's like a, it's like magic almost. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? 
Uh, but I think it's I think it's by design. I think it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be like yeah. kind of liberating and feel something that shouldn't be real. But it's you know I mean it's I, for me for me it was you know that weight that you that we, that we talk about that you hear so much about being lifted. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I remember <clears throat> when I told Jess like I need like I I'm drinking too much. I need help. Yeah, I remember it was almost like a supernatural feeling. Yeah, like I literally yeah, yeah, felt yeah, yeah. For sure, like this, sure. like yeah. energy coming off of my back and my shoulders. Like yeah. it was the craziest thing, bro. Like, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, and I knew it right there. It was like, okay, I'm done. Like, I I'm not living my life like this. God's got something way better than this, dude. Like, yeah, and you got to yeah. run with that feeling, though. You get that feeling, you know, like you, it's almost a physical. Yeah, boom, and it's gone, and you got to you got to. In my opinion, you got if you get that feeling, if you're if you're thinking about you know sobriety and and, and wanting to stop drinking, you get that you got to run with it, yeah, because that's where it's at, and it's only, it only gets better from there. Mm-hmm. Agreed, dude. Man, crazy. Seth, how about you? Thirteen years coming up this year. Give us a little recap. You, it's been a while. Well, so I mean, I, I I'm just kind of sitting here, right, and I'm like in deep reflection Mm -hmm. you know uh i think the crazy what i'm amazed by right now is that we have like the three of us sitting at this table we have 30 years of history it's pretty crazy you know what i mean like so knowing shane in fifth grade and then the jess and gary Joey, obviously Bill and Gina and Kelly. Yeah. Like as my fifth grade self. Sticking turkey basters in your ear. Sticking turkey basters. I mean that probably didn't, your ass out I don't of the think house. that didn't come around until high school. Because that's what high schoolers do. Five fifth graders don't stick turkey basters in their high schoolers do that. I think I was a freshman when I did yeah. that. Freshman or sophomore? Probably sophomore. It sounds more like what sophomore did you do? behavior. You're in the kitchen, like cleaning up, Dude, and then I, you're like, "Hey, look!" And yeah, put a turkey baster. The in turkey your baster was just there, and you know, I wanted some attention, <laughs> man. Like I needed someone to look at me or talk to me. So I think I, that was it, man, because I was kind of an attention. Like I liked the attention. I liked doing stupid stuff, and uh, <clears throat> I, I think I did it. Like I don't even know if this word works. I kind of subconsciously, like I I did yeah. it without knowing that I was doing it, but I did it. What did Bill say? Do you remember? Oh, uh, he just get out, <laughs> get out. I re- like he had one hand on his hip. You know, Bill's always got his hands on his hip, right? Uh, and he was just like, "Get out!" Like he he was like at a loss for words. <laughs> but I do remember, like, get out. Was he rocking the mustache then? Man, yeah, it had to have been probably because I would have been at Croydon, right? Yeah, so the stash was full and a lot. Yeah, yeah. Some jean shorts. I mean, maybe and, well, and there's a, and the cutoffs. Like I always remember the cutoff sweatshirt. You know, what I mean, there's oh, yeah. staples about Bill that just remain, and it, that's part of that human nature aspect, right? Or the the human experience. Like we all have our distinguishing factors, right? And some of us are stronger than others. And mm-hmm. Bill's got some some pretty good strong ones. But yeah, man, wow. So, yeah, so that so the so that's kind of uh, the tone in my voice is just like right now, just kind of amazed at the you know thirty years of history, especially when you know you've only been alive for forty three. Mm. You know what I mean. So if that puts anything into perspective, right? Like that's you know 
you guys will always be a part of my life longer than you haven't, yeah. which is, you know, so, so obviously like there's a great amount of gratitude to, to be able to be sitting here with two people that I partied with, uh, you know, Sh- Shane more than, more than Gary, but I, I definitely had some, you know, party nights with you, Gary, yep. uh, to be sitting here, um, you know, the three of us right without uh booze or you know alcohol or you know whatever like that in itself uh is pretty gnarly um yeah so i so so for me um you know my my drinking and and drugging kind of started well i guess I, I I guess maybe in the fifth grade when we were still in sharps, you know what I mean? From the pool. Like I definitely had that intention to be uh, mischievous, you know, and, Dennis and yeah, over at, yeah. Cause our parents, yeah. that's another thing. Our parents partied together. Mm-hmm. Like Seth yeah. and I's parents partied yeah. together and that's how we started hanging out. We'd go to the Reese's house after a game or whatever, and they, or a birthday or whatever. And they'd all be partying. And then we, me, Seth, Chad, but we'd all be in the back room stealing stealing beers crazy yeah and and so that's the other thing right that's crazy and, and that i wanted to say there's so many similarities there right but that that's the other thing all three of our parents like that's what they did like there was some normalcy to copious amounts of alcohol and a lot of people in one place like regularly like our parents they were they were definitely uh social Um, you know, and, and, uh, you know, looking back, knowing what I now know now, you know, like, was there a problem there with a lot of them? You know, that's not my place. Um, but I do attribute a lot of the, like the normalcy tied to the copious amounts of alcohol to, to my upbringing, right? Like it's, it was part of that conditioning for for me, like, this is okay. It's okay to do this. So, uh, that being said, you know, like, uh, can I, can I just point, I want to point yeah. one thing real yeah, quick yeah, with yeah, that yeah. because that's so important. It's so important, bro. And I agree with you a hundred percent. And in, in this walk though, what I've learned in that is like, I, and I know you feel me on this when, when you say that too, like when you say that, when I think that I'm sure Gary, you feel the same way. Like we're not saying that like, Oh, it's their fault. Like we no, were brought up, no. they were doing the best they could. They only knew what they knew too. And so like for me to go in this walk and start to understand that and see my parents as human beings, as see as like they were doing the best job that they could. And uh, they did a great job in many ways. And did they make mistakes? Absolutely. Just like I make mistakes as a parent too. Mm-hmm. And when I started to be able to recognize that and not beat my parents up for it and play the victim role and then beat myself up for it because I did this or that, there was a lot of like healing and like letting go in that and grace and being able to like move on from that and like be like, man, like it just is, you know what I mean? It's not like it wasn't anything that was intentional in a sense, I guess. No, absolutely not. Like they were, like you said, they were living their, you know, their lives, right? Like they had their own stuff too, but yeah, there was, uh, I, there's no blame for, yeah. for sure. And, 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 you know, something else I want to point out too, is that, um, there was like, not like there was never no blame because there was, Oh yeah. you know what I mean? And, and a for lot sure. of that blame, uh, uh, you know, looking at it today, right. Is, is laughable. The amount of blame that I put on others and those around me for the problems that I had, 
right? So my, my problems were my, were my problems. Like that's stuff that I had to deal with. And I didn't realize that, that my parents were just doing the best that they could until I started yeah. doing some of the work, man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes like even now, you know what I mean? Just like little personality traits that I have, like I blame that on my parents and it's like, Whoa, hold up, Seth. <laughs> like it ain't yeah. got nothing to do with them. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, no, uh, thanks. That's, that's, that's a good point, man. Like it was, you know, nothing like, and, and, not to, you know, you know, low bottom low or whatever, but, um, you know, we had, at least I, you know, I had, I mean, you guys too, man, like we had good upbringings. Like we lived in a pretty good, pretty good time and our parents cared about us and they were always there for us. Um, I would say that, uh, you know, for me that I lived on the upper end of privileged, I guess, you know, um, my parents, you know, pretty much gave me you know, everything that I want. And, and not that that's, you know, uh, a good thing or I'm not trying to brag it, but it just kind of paint the picture of, uh, you know, I would say, you know, just kind of a normal, uh, upbringing really, you know, I, of course, like we had our challenges, like life brings on, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so that, so that <clears throat> drinking and stuff started, you know, really probably fifth, sixth grade. And, uh, it did, it did one thing for me, you know what I mean? It didn't, uh, it, it didn't make me feel like He-Man or, or, uh, anything really like I wasn't on cloud nine or nothing like that. But what it did do, uh, is it took that ability to feel away from me, man. And that's what, uh, for me, uh, to just be numb was, it was easy. And, uh, so, <clears throat> you know, my, my kind of quote unquote career, if you will, took me through, uh, the military, um, which, you know, while in the military, I was sent to rehab. It was like, uh, you're, you drink like way too much. And, uh, so you I like crash a Jeep or something in the military. Or yeah. Was that so I, that? no, so I crashed my, uh, I, I bought a Jeep. It was like my dream, my dream truck. And I had a big boy job. I was in the military so I got my first car loan and I bought a Jeep dude and I crashed the Jeep and then, but I did crash one of the GOVs and that's when it was like, uh, mm, that's right. That's when it was in, that's when the issue came to surface, man. And yeah. So that, that career, uh, you know, which I, 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 I'm pretty proud of my military career. Um, you know, I, I think I did some good things, saw some good things, um, saw some not so good things, but it, you know, all in all, like it was, you know, a respectable attempt at serving the country. And I think I, um, I got a DD two fourteen out of it. So, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't too bad, but yeah, they did send me to, uh, rehab, a 28 day program. And that, you know, at that point in time, it was just like, I was just going through the steps trying to save a, a military career. And, um, you know, the, the crazy thing about it, like I was going to re up, but they're going to send me up to Humboldt. And, uh, I just didn't think that that was going to be a good place for me <laughs> to be up in Humboldt, uh, knowing, knowing my past with, the uh, um, the extracurriculars outside of alcohol. So anyway, so I ended up getting out and, um, you know, just continued to, uh, went to college for a little bit and that wasn't really my thing. Um, then I joined, uh, got, got into an electrical apprenticeship and kind of, you know, went through that just numb, um, drinking and drugging and partying and stuff. And, you know, uh, had a lot of, uh, consequences, you know, from my drinking and stuff, you know, not to get into a, a drunk log if you will, but, uh, definitely had my fair share of run-ins with the law and run-ins with, uh, 
just normal people on the street and you know you name it um just not just not a good not a good experience you know um and then finally in 2010 it it was just uh after a a couple months of all right yeah i'm not gonna drink anymore and then all right i'm gonna go out and have a drink um that was you know 2010 was kind of my rock bottom and it was um, you know, I basically went over to my mom's house and just kind of cried my life away and was like, you know, my life is a wreck and I just can't do it anymore. And, um, you know, fortunately for me, uh, I had the uh, ability to check myself into an inpatient program. Um, Azure Acres up in Sebastopol saved my life, uh, for sure. And it kind of, uh, led me on this path of showing me a way uh, to live without, uh, alcohol in it. And it kind of, uh, well, it didn't kind of, it, 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 it gave me a toolbox full of tools. Um, so went to rehab, uh, you know, started, started kind of working a little bit of a program, uh, through AA and then, uh, my, 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 uh, you know, it, it was a struggle like straight up like trying to live a, a life without, without alcohol. Um, yeah, we rely on it like to function in some sense, like in like socially when, when we're happy, when we're sad, when we're, when we're out, when we're at a game, when we're at a party, when we're just at home after work, it's like, it's such a normalized part of culture too. Cause it's legal and it's there almost all the time we can't go anywhere without seeing alcohol somewhere you know and i hate to like alcohol is also not the big bad boogeyman it's it's us you know what i mean it's people (laughs) and our choices and how you know how how we how we choose to deal with life really alcohol is the tool is the way i kind of look at it yeah and and there's that saying in the rooms too right like alcohol is but the symptom you know what i mean like uh, straight up. And, and, you know, that's that I'm glad that you point that out. Like I was that guy that did, I didn't need a reason to drink. I just, I just drank. Like it didn't matter if I was going through something, you know, happy, sad, glad. It didn't matter the emotion. Like, you know, I was, uh, <laughs> we had that saying, right? Like we didn't get drunk or we stayed drunk or we didn't get high. We stayed high. You know what I mean? Like that was definitely, uh, me for sure. You know, like when I was in the coast guard, man, like our work hours were seven to one. You know what I mean? And I was at the bar at one thirty. You know what I mean? And the bars in New York, they didn't close till two, you know. It's a long so day. <laughs> you know, one thirty to two thirty, like, you know, and that was every day, man. And 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 I had people that uh were right there with me. You yeah. know what I mean? That's not to say that if I was alone I wouldn't have done it, because I probably would have, but you know, uh that whole strength in numbers well you know the the whole opposite's the same too there's there's misery you know company loves misery or misery loves company however that goes man you know it goes both ways and i definitely had a group of dudes that uh you know uh i wouldn't say supported me in that but they were my support system you know what i mean like uh and and that you know that was all through life you know what i mean like at, at each stop of the way there was that group of people that i hung out with you know what I mean? And again, not that I blame them or anything, right? But there was people that were co-signing my uh, stuff. You know what I mean? And and when you have co-signers, man, it just makes it easy. And it was and it was so easy. And like you said, man, like the, the alcohol is not the big bad wolf. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it, and, and clearly, 
uh, alcohol don't does not care. You know what I mean? The, the makers of it do not care. You know what I mean? That Seth is an alcoholic, right? So that's something that I really had to, that was part of the struggle, right? Was going through that program or whatever. And then, uh, you know, my, my life really kind of shifted uh, when, and this is something that we've talked about before, you and I, we went to a conference. It was uh, a recovery-based conference um, that was, their modality was mindfulness and kind of the whole teachings of uh, the Buddha and, or, or Buddhism and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm probably hacking this all up, but it was something that kind of showed me a different way and a different path of how to deal with just like life. And um, it's something that really spoke to me and I really kind of took that modality by the horns and uh, really kind of learned to find um, some of the answers to uh, m- my makeup, you know what I mean? Um, and I think one of the one of the biggest things that I, when I look at it all in like a, uh, through a clear glass, um, you know, it's kind of like I went from from powerless, and, and that's you know I'm definitely powerless over alcohol, um, but I went from being powerless over everything right to now being kind of powerful so not having a choice and now like I have all the choices in the world you know what I mean that uh that that just little mantra um is something that's kind of stuck with me throughout you know along with a lot of all the other different ones but um I don't you know I'm kind of kind of at a lot at a loss um for words where to you know kind of where to go from there but um what my life is like today, uh, I kind of put it in three buckets. Um, what it was like, you know, when I was out there kind of wasting my life away, cause that's what I was doing, um, drinking and drugging, what it was like when I first, you know, got sober and then, you know, what it's like now. Um, I would say the first two periods of when I was out drinking and drugging and, and partying and stuff, it was very similar to being that dry drunk and just kind of going through the steps and, uh, not wholeheartedly, not really putting any of those tools to work. Um, they were both very similar and it was very, uh, miserable to be, to be a hundred percent honest, you know what I mean? And that was my true indicator right then and there, probably those first two years. And I think Shane, I told you that the first two years were hell for me. Yeah. And you know, and, and that was the, and that was for me. And then now looking back, it's like, Oh man, did I, you know, kind of put that in someone's head. And, and, and what I'm getting at is that, Um, my experience was, is that the two time periods, there's no difference until I really started like looking at self and dealing with, uh, those demons that I had in my closet. Right. And then, you know, now, uh, to be a hundred percent honest, it's all, it's maintenance. And, uh, to be a hundred percent honest, the maintenance now is the same work that I was doing to, uh, get, to that mindset of sobriety and being sober. Um, it's, it's the same work. It just gets, it comes a lot easier, I guess. Yeah. Uh, if you will. Cause you know, I mean, life today, well, dude, like, 
Yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it just reminds me like what, what you're saying, and I love it because you're what you're talking about is, is, pr- is practicing the principles in all our affairs and everything we do. So alcohol is really, you know, or let's just, let's just even back up as far as just addictions in general, um, habitual habits, bad habits, food, sex, drugs, money, spending, buying, you know what I mean? You can go down the list of all the things that human beings struggle with. And at the end of the day, what's the void that's empty in our heart and soul that we're trying to fill so we feel better? Like period, that's it. And they work temporarily, you know, maybe a couple hours, maybe a couple days. And then we go right back to the same type of thing. And so first of all, the honesty in that and going, man, like, yeah, there's something's not right here. And then like coming to some sort of acceptance of that doesn't mean I'm weird. Doesn't mean I'm crazy. Doesn't mean I'm bad. Have I made bad decisions or choices? Sure. But like, I want to change and like, like we, that's possible. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's totally possible. And, um, for me, like I feel redeemed by the grace of God that like I was given another chance at that. And I'm so Mm -hmm. grateful for that because how many times do we hear in the newspaper on the news right now, people that we know in this community and then externally out, cause I hear it and read about it every day. Somebody who took a pill and died, somebody who got in a wreck drinking and killed three people. And now they're locked up for 20, 20 years or, you know, go, like that could have been any one of us. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> Any one yeah. of us, yeah. like a hundred, like no doubt how many times, how lucky were we? And so I firmly believe that we were, you know, God's always been with each and every one of us along the way, along the path, even when we didn't know, that he was there. And like, that's why I get so grateful to do this, just to sit and hang out with my best buds and like, just talk about the stuff. And hopefully somebody hears something out there and that helps them. But anyways, I got off a little track there, but what I was saying was, is that you, you're learning, like we're all learning how to deal with life on life's terms without drinking. Oh yeah. (laughs) Without stuffing stuff. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, the big thing there too, right. Is like, focusing in on learning right like I haven't learned to live yet you know what I mean I'm still in that learning process and it's man like the the troubles I shouldn't say well the troubles that you had when uh when you're out drinking and drugging you know the troubles that I had like those would have still been there whether I was drinking and drugging or not mm-hmm. it's a matter on on how I uh respond to those right that we talk about uh response and reaction and positive negative annotation you know what i mean and i think a lot of it you know it goes into that power of thought right like how do you view it you know what i mean so i view a reaction as a negative annotation and a response you know as a as a positive and and you know to so my where, where i'm at today now really comes down to two uh two things that I work on daily, like what are my expectations and what's my intention? Um, you know, so if I, if I go through a day or I set my day up to be full of expectations, you know what I mean? It's, it's guaranteed that I'm going to get let down for, for sure. Um, so I really try and start my day with, uh, as little expectations and just kind of follow the, uh, the will of my higher, higher power. Um, who I, uh, refer to as kind of like the universe, uh, the universe's, uh, natural, uh, aura, I guess, if you will, um, to follow the lead of that 
rather than to follow my own lead. And when I'm, when I'm on that path, like it all is good, uh, for sure. Cause I'm able to kind of take stuff with, with, with a grain of salt, if you will. Um, and then the intention, man, that's, that's the biggest one. Like this is something that I, and, and, and struggling with right now. Right. Because, you know, I, I suffer from that human condition and, you know, I like to do stuff that's kind of vindicative, I guess. I don't know. Like I, I need to show that, I'm a man and I'm in charge. Right. And I still have to, you know, work on that stuff. And I have to ask myself like, Seth, you knew what you were doing. You, you knew what your intention was there and you did it and you got this outcome and now you have to deal with it. Um, so that's, that's something that's, you know, really, uh, fun, 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 measurable there. Right. Like I, I look at everything in kind of measurables now, like when I'm not taking care of myself and I'm not doing the things I'm supposed to be doing, right? Like number one, going to the gym, exercising and eating, right? Like now 13 years in, right? Like I have these warning signs and these measurables that I know like, okay, bro, like you're sh- you're slipping out of that yeah. uh, sobriety mind, you know what I mean? And uh, Because we revert back, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, yeah I remember... Yeah. I, and I've, t- I've talked about this on the podcast quite a few times, but it's been a while. I can remember so clearly when when I was at Azure myself and Big David sitting on the desk with his big lunchbox hands going, you will forget. You will forget. Yep. Like eventually we will forget yeah. because our minds are, are wired a specific way and it takes years upon years to unwire those things and there's stuff that still pops up over time. And so, like, we have to know that. Like, it's not, um, it doesn't just go away. We have to be very careful and um, expect it almost, I think, you know, for stuff to pop up. But then that's why we get the tools to deal with stuff. Like, we know how to deal with stuff a lot better. And, of course, too, like, I think with age, with family, with responsibility, like you were talking about earlier, G, like, we, we grow. We mature a little bit. Now, I'm still an immature fool many days, like no doubt. But (laughs) like as far as the way I am now versus 10 years ago or or 15 years ago, like it's, you know, it's night and day compared to some of that. But it's been from listening and reading and hanging around people who encourage and who build up. And um, for me, the grace of God, like just saving my butt. And man, that's been like something that is in like it's incredible someday. Sometimes I just trip out. I'm like, man, like, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and too, bro, wow. like putting those tools to work, like we have the tools, right? We know what we know what we, we know what we need to do. You know what I mean? I would say the biggest difference now is I know when to put those tools into action because I have those measurables. You know what I mean? The, I think that the physical health goes right in line with the mental health, like a hundred percent. And that's something Shane that you, kind of brought to the surface for me you know what I mean and it's so true like I know uh number I could feel it when I'm not taking care of myself and that's you know for me that that's a warning sign like straight up and that's something that has that only sobriety has given me you know what I mean and only working through uh, the AA program and working through uh, refuge recovery, you know what I mean? Like work doing all these different things and the, the things that I still do today that are new or different um, that, that help me keep on track. It's not something that, uh, you know, I don't like, I, I don't, I definitely do not have uh, sobriety figured out like straight up. Like I, 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 there's still so much more that 
I need to know and learn, but what I'm doing right now is, is what's working for me. You know what I mean? And it's, uh, man, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's to be honest with you. Like it's, I always tell Mel like, man, sometimes I feel like I'm living in a dream cause it's not supposed to be like this. You <laughs> know what I mean? But, yeah. uh, it is man. And I get a, I get to live it today. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, the things that, you know, I get to do without, uh, alcohol in my life man for for one you know like that I get to feel that childhood joy every once in a while uh like straight up like I remember being happy when I was five years old and I I have there's times uh that I that I have that um I had an instance today where I was talking to my stepfather about something and uh something brought a tear to my eye and I was like man that was a feeling, you know what I mean? Like, wow. I get to feel. Yeah, so that's <laughs> something that, and you know, like yeah. I'm kind of, like my eyes are kind of soggy right now because I think about it, you know what I mean? And it's like, wow. That So that's that was one of the things that uh, was amazing to me when I got sober was, and, and I think I've even talked about it maybe like on the second time I was on the show was that I got a feel and uh you know it goes from from happiness to joy you know what i mean and i've you know been through a couple things in life uh that i got to feel through the whole thing of it and i got to remember every single part of it um the hangovers man wow like that's something that <clears throat> could you imagine having a hangover wow right dude no i couldn't handle it i no. couldn't either that's something that I'm super grateful for. Uh, I'm grateful for um, the people that have stuck by me, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah. I, I'd like we don't to do sit, this on our own. Yeah, for yeah, for sure. And I'd like to sit here and, and say, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm full of gratitude and, I, you know, I, I just love everything. And um, that's kind of where I want to be. You know what I mean? And I, and I, I do think that I have a lot more gratitude now that I did before. Um, but I will say is that, you know, my life, uh, is, is the same. Cause I, I'm still faced with life and all the whole human experience, but the experience that I get to have through life, whoa, like I would have never thought, you know what I mean? And, and Gary, like to be sitting here talking about this stuff, you know what I mean? Like who, who to ever, who to, you know, there was a lot of people that knew there was a lot of people that were like, gosh, I wish you would just get his stuff together. Yeah. God, I wish you would just quit drinking. You know what I mean? Would you stop falling through glass tables at graduation parties? Right? <laughs> and I, that's another thing. Crazy. I still have a scar from that. Do you that's, really? Yeah. We talked about that on, yeah. well, on your back or your arm or something. Yeah, it's on my arm. Yeah. That was crazy. One of the things that I, that I was, that when you were talking, that made me think is when I was going to stop drinking or when I wanted to stop drinking, I was like, how am I going to go through these things that were f barbecues, yeah. ball games, Super Bowl, just I'm, to normal how, stuff? How am I going to be able to do this without drinking? You know what I mean? Like that's that's yeah. the prime reason. Let's get a keg. Let's do this. Let's start the party. And then, mm -hmm. and then, you know, I I can't tell you what the first experience I was that that I had, but 
I just remember experiencing one of those situations without alcohol and it's almost like redoing it all over again. You mm. get these, you were talking about feelings. You get these new, you're, first of all, you're present. Mm -hmm. So right away you're experiencing things differently. And it, it's just this, this whole new experience of a barbecue, yeah. whole new experience of a ball game, whole new experience of a Super Bowl, And it's something where it, it, to me, I, that's what attracted me. I was like, I'm here, I'm present. I'm feeling these things. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not numb. I, I'm not going to wake up the next morning and, good, be, and, and be like, uh, what happened? What did I do? That cringe feeling where you're like, dude, what did I do last night? Who did I piss yeah. off? You know what I mean? Uh, what did I say? You know what I mean? Where, how much money did I spend? <laughs> you <laughs> I know, know did I mean? buy everybody drinks or <laughs> yeah. just half the bar? But that whole, that that's what was tripping me out when I first, uh, you know, knew that I, I wanted to stop. It's like, man, I know I have to, but it's, it's all these things that I'm going to yeah. experience without, it's going to suck. This I'm, is gonna I'm suck. so glad that you brought that up because I, I honestly believe that that's probably one of the top, if we put together five reasons why dudes, struggle with stop. I mean, that's gotta be at the top, top of the list. The first three maybe is like, what do I do? Boredom. How am I going to have fun? How am I going to go to a game? How am I going to do that? And as you were saying that, I was thinking if there was a way that, because you're right, you get to feel, we get to feel again. We have that ability again to feel. And sometimes those feelings, they suck actually. Mm. So, and I was just picturing, as you were saying, going to a game or going to like, let's say, let's say a Super Bowl party. Yeah. You know, we went to a Super Bowl party. I can remember that for some reason when I first got um, or first quit and like, I felt very socially awkward. Mm. Like, and I, and I, I didn't, I didn't, it wasn't the best experience, but when I look back on it now, it was a great experience because it's just what you described. It was new mm. and I was feeling. And so like, if I wish, like if I could go back and tell myself that now I'd go, Hey, just embrace that. Just embrace those feelings. I know it feels a little awkward. It feels a little weird, but guess what? It's totally new. It's something new. You're on a whole brand new path right now going forward. And yeah, you feel a little social awkward right now, but guess what? You're not going to have a hangover. You're going to feel great when you go home mm -hmm. and you're going to look back on this one day and you go, God, thank God that I, I stayed on the path and I got through that. And then having people around you and stuff, supporting you, hanging out with people that you want to be like, not that bring you down and stuff. That's a huge thing. So which is hard in the beginning. Yeah. I feel like you're uh, disconnecting from friends or even family sometimes but sometimes that's part of the process it doesn't mean that you hate anyone or they don't they don't they don't love you or vice versa it's just we got to take a little different path at first to get our bearings and get kind of set you know mm -hmm. but dude yeah that's um i really do think that that's probably one of the hardest things for people yeah the the friends thing too is hard I, yeah I, I mean you know all the friends that you partied with and hung out with and this and that you're worried oh man you know, am I going to be able to hang out? Am I going to be able to do this? And, and to this day, the friends, you know, that I partied with and hung out with, I hang out with them today. Mm -hmm. We all have kids now and this and that. And, yeah. and, and it's great. You know what I mean? It's, it's, um, but that was a, that was a thought that it came into my head. It was, it was a huge concern of mine when, uh, I, yeah. I, I first, uh, wanted to quit drinking. And, and, uh, it was just, it, it was an enlightening experience going to those things, experiencing them and being like, man, you know, that, for my experience, it was, it was, this isn't, this isn't bad. This is, and then it got to, this is great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you said, going home, laying in bed and being like, man, that was actually fun going through the fun times in the night or you the day him. or whatever. And being like that, you know, and just for me, it was being present. So, because you guys know as well as me, 
it was blackout status when yeah. when it would yeah. you know when I would drink and so just being able to remember the night or day or whatever it was was, was fun. So being on the three year end of it um, for you, like, do you remember uh, maybe what helped you through that in those early times? Maybe for someone listening who's like, okay, yeah, I really do want to do that. Uh, as a matter of fact, I have a wedding coming up this weekend for my cousin. You know, out wherever, like. I'm going to go to the wedding, but man, it's going to be really hard to like stay. So do you remember what you did in those times? Did you call someone? Did you leave? Like, or was there anything particular? Man, I don't know. To, to be honest, I don't have like a, like a exact thing that I did. I would prime myself and, and, and I, I kind of, what I did to be honest is I, uh, I, I, I wore my, my sobriety, my like with pride as a badge. So you were very out and open with it. Well, I mean, and, you know, if, if people, if people would ask, I would tell them, but it's not, it's something I was proud of. And I was never proud of being the drunkest guy there. Mm. I was never proud of drinking. I, and, and so if for me socially and, and, and going to these things, it was something cause it was mental for me. You know what I mean? It was all in my head and, and, and I was a piece of crap when I was drinking. And if I'm not drinking, I'm not that piece of crap. So I wore that confidence. I wore that mm. into that place yeah. where I was going. And, um, you know, I'm not going to say it wasn't hard seeing people drink. It's I'm not going to say that I didn't want to. I mean, I did. Um, but, it, you know, all it does, just remember one. I mean, pick one, one, one memory of, of when you were at a, spot and ruin the night because you had been drinking and and then you go just now i would snap right back out of it you know i that's one thing today i i still i'll be driving to work and and it'll creep into my head just just those memories of when i was a piece of crap you know what i mean and and i don't know why i don't know why they come in i'll be driving to work doing something and all of a sudden i'm like man remember when you <laughs> woke up in a creek and were waist down into the creek i could have died yeah. that night yeah. and had no idea how i got there and and what what the hell was going on with you? And then and I'll get down on myself. But I was gonna say uh, I forget what you were saying, Seth. But it reminded me of this. That what I'm working with today is that when those thoughts come in, I tell myself that I'm not that person anymore, and that helps me a lot. Yeah, like it, it's it's okay that you. Well, I shouldn't say okay. For me, I say that's who you were, and that's not who you are now. You've bettered yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So be proud of who you are today. It's awesome. And, and and I put that thought in my head and, and then it goes away. I love man, hearing you say that, bro. I love but it. Man, because, they, you know, there's so many of them where I was just a piece of crap. Well, I was just thinking of <laughs> one that's hilarious. To me, it's hilarious. And it was right before you got sober and we were at the Meeks Christmas party and we were all outside and we're like, man, where's Gary? Dude, where's Gary? Dude, and he comes out of the house. He's literally swinging at the air. And we're like, hey, bro, who are you fighting? He's like, oh. I thought somebody was there. <laughs> like, get in the car, bro. Let's go. Yeah, dude. We're just like, wow. cra just crazy. I'm going to tell yeah. you, there was somebody there in my mind. Oh, I'm sure there was. <laughs> you were getting after him, too, with a vengeance, wow. bro. Hey, yeah. If that's, the, if that's the worst story we talk about, that's all right dude. with me. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, you know, hey, we've, we've all done stuff that we're not proud of. And I think that's, that's a, such a good point, too. Like, letting go of those things forgiving ourselves, not beating ourselves up over it. We're not perfect. Yeah. We're, we're, we're never going to be perfect. And it's like, you said it perfect. Like that's not who I'm not that person anymore that, today. Period. Yeah. That's how I have to deal with it. Otherwise, I mean, cause uh, I'll, I'll think about that all day. 
Oh, oh yeah. you know what I mean? Or and, and and I don't know why, Seth. I don't know, or Shane. I don't know if it happens for you guys, but th those things just enter my mind sometimes. Out of totally nowhere. randomly, yeah. yeah. It's like, oh yeah, wow, and, I remember that. And and uh, you know, in the past, I I would sit there and dwell, and I would be like, man, you know. And I just started, you know, reading some stuff on it, and and uh, and you know how how basically that's how I I uh, I deal with that because I don't think that's ever gonna go away. To be honest, it's it's something that because I have experienced all those times in my life and, and, and I don't think that I'll ever forget. But I, I don't necessarily know that I want to, because, yeah. you know, if, if I forget who I was, then then how am I going to be proud of who I am today? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's good, man. You know, I think a lot of, you know, when we talk about like having to go to an event or, or be around people that are, are drinking or whatever, you know what I mean? Like that's something that I still have to evaluate, you know, 13 years in, you know what I mean? Like, all right, what, what is this looking like? You know what I mean? Like totally inventory the whole situation, right? With something yeah. that you're not supposed to do, you know, for me that builds those expectations and the, you know, intention and all that other stuff, man. But uh, I, just because I'm, I'm kind of like a co kinder, softer, uh, Seth now, man, like I really have to, uh, honor, you know, kind of what's going on internally. Um, you know, am I feeling anxious or do I not want to go? Cause I don't want to see somebody or do I not want to go just cause I don't want to go or do I, you know what I mean? And yeah. I have to like either verbalize that kind of stuff, which is where I'm at now is like, I, I, I have to verbalize it. Like I have to get it out or. Um, you know, in the past, a lot of like the journaling stuff kind of really helped with kind of setting me up um, so that I wasn't, you know, telling that story in my head of what it what I thought it was going to be like when I was going to get there. Or, you know, people are going to hate me because I'm not the same yeah. uh, fun Seth. But, you, you know, the crazy thing, like for in my case, man, it actually turned out that people like actually liked me better when I wasn't yeah. drinking and, and doing that stuff, which is, you know, kind of blew my mind. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not as fun. And, you know, a lot of it was like, well, but I could understand what you're saying, Seth. Like, you know, when you're drinking, yeah. like I can't, you're, you're, uh, incomprehensible or whatever, you know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> I, I, I just had a quick flashback of like at Rick's old house yeah. back in the day, yeah. mad forties, mad blunts, just all kinds of crazy madness and then yeah just like i don't really remember much from there but yeah those yeah days and like i would like, throw wow. up on everything and you, you know what i mean like yeah, there, you was, did there throw up was on a lot of so stuff. many measurables as to why someone wouldn't like me and i just uh, for some reason man you know what i mean like early on like i couldn't fathom that you weren't gonna like me because i wasn't drinking and drugging dude and, yeah. and, and that's real and you know what i mean like um, honor that like you have to uh, really kind of focus in and be like okay the I'm 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 having a feeling um, number one like this is like a warning a feelings coming in you know what I mean and then two like <laughs> this is what it is you know what I mean yeah. this is what's stemming from it and now today like I get to look at it and be like okay so these are my feelings and feelings aren't fact right um, I've, I've kind of learned that that a, a feeling is not an actual factual instance it's just mm -hmm. kind of my interpretation um but yeah st still having to deal with that that stuff today for sure is is is, is yeah. huge you know what i mean i had this concern that you know you people don't aren't gonna like who you are they are they're gonna this and that this is my own mental thing you know insecurities and things and you would drink to get rid of those insecurities and then you would go to this place 
well, now that I've quit drinking, you realize that people didn't like you there when you were drinking. They like you there more when you're not drinking, you yeah. know? So they yeah. actually like who you are. Mm-hmm. So my thoughts that I was trying to get rid of by drinking really was putting myself in the situation that I yeah, was good. trying to get out of yeah. by drinking. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Totally. <laughs> and and mo- most people I found too are so concerned with themselves. They really don't care what anyone else does at the end of the day, you know, like to some extent, like, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean that in a good, in a, not necessarily a bad way, but like, I, what I guess we, we judge ourselves so harsh sometimes, yeah. you know, about, about stuff. And people don't care that much. And people don't care yeah, that much. They really care. don't. I mean, they can, we have a lot of people who, you know, are awesome people and care about us. And so that's not what I'm saying so much there, but like, yeah, like the normal stuff, like people got their own stuff to worry about too. Well, and too, like Gary, you talk about the memories that come back, you know what I mean? Like the little instances, the drunk nights or whatever, you know what I mean? And that's something too, man. It's like just a little gentle reminder. Like, hey, man, hey, man, just, you know, the tiger's only sleeping. Hey, man, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And that's, you know, a lot of it, dude, was uh, a lot of deplorable acts, you know what I mean? Whether it was something that I thought was horrible or, or morally something that someone else thought was horrible. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's kind of where I was at. You know what I mean? And there's a lot of those memories, dude. And there, you know, some of them, I I, I mean, I have to laugh at all of them now. (laughs) Um, But some of them are just like, wow. Like, yeah, like... Oh, how are you how are you even and you know un- unfortunately <laughs> the the uh what's going on in our in our in our world today with you know the uh <clears throat> drugs that kids and you know adults alike have access to um it's definitely you know a a, a game changer I was right? talking a, yeah i was talking about that on the just the previous podcast about how grateful I am that like, I don't go pop Percocets or whatever. I used to pop those things like candy. And now you hear about it every single day. Mm-hmm. Someone popped what they thought was a Percocet yeah, and it was fentanyl and yeah. they died, you know? And so like, I can't imagine having to live. I'd probably, if, and <laughs> it's funny how my mind works too. Cause then I start thinking, well, if I was going to do that, what I'd probably do is I'd talk to my friend, uh, Kenneth, who's a police officer and I'd ask him, do you have anything that could test that maybe? <laughs> and I can carry it around in my pocket. And then if somebody does give me a pill, I can put it in my thing and I can test it and I can see if it turns blue yeah. then it's fentanyl. And if it doesn't, then I'm cool and I can pop it. Okay, good. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, I probably shouldn't just take drugs. There's, How about that? There's gotta be a way they can test this. <laughs> there's gotta right? be a way. Well, and, 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 and so that's the other thing, right? Like that part of our brain remains, you know what it I does, mean? Yeah. On, on how, uh, how we, how we could have done it better. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like that's something that, you know, something that still remains with me, right? Like if I would have only been a better drunk, I could still, you know, have a beer with dinner. Well, yeah. no, I mean, but yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's hilarious that, uh, and, and not to say that, you know, popping Percocets is any worse than drinking 30 mm-hmm. beers. Cause it's not right. Whatever, whatever your rack. vice is, whatever puts you in that, uh, state of uh numbness helplessness or numbness yeah <laughs> man like it. it's a, i don't want to feel it's all equal in in my book i uh I, so earlier in the conversation <clears throat> i decided uh i'd like to call this uh podcast blue collar sober nice. and yeah and, and uh, so seth just got up to go to the bathroom actually i'm gonna wait to uh i want to wait to go into this a little bit more but well, i guess i can 
I can start and we can recap when he comes back. But what I'm thinking here is all three of us are, for the most part, blue-collar dudes, especially you guys. I came from construction background and drywall and a little bit different for me today, um, but still have that, like, blue-collar foundation and just working hard and working with our hands and, um, you know, long commutes (laughs) and long days and, uh, you know, tough days. And especially in our locals group and a big shout out to those guys in our locals men's group. Are you in there by the way? No, I got to get you in there, bro. I think Seth's in there. He isn't, he's, um, I have to mention it to him too, but we got a good group of men in the local sober guy locals men's group from all over the place dude and there's where i'm bringing this up because there's a lot of dudes in there i find one of the common um things is work mm-hmm. is coming up like talk talking about work um uh theron jason in there um bo- both of them in particular theron in particular is one i think about a lot who works like 12 hour days he's constantly working um you know providing for our families and just that whole thing and like i feel like especially in construction in that blue collar um, environment where we work a lot of hours like dude there's there's a lot of drinking and a lot of um, dudes out there who would probably like to make some changes and they just don't that's just that environment it's like you work hard you party hard you mm-hmm. know and yeah. um hard so, day at work i want to drink yeah exactly come yeah. home and um and and what's what's crazy bro is like i'm not even saying that like oh that's bad like i get it yeah. <laughs> like i totally get it like yeah. I, I mean we all want to, we work hard. We go through tough days. We want to escape when we come home. The last thing we want to do is come home and do a bunch of other stuff and deal with a bunch of more stuff. We would love to just not have to deal with it all, you know, and it, and it can be hard. Um, Seth, I was saying um, a lot of the dudes in our locals, in particular locals men's group, um, just blue collar dudes working hard, uh, working with their hands, long hours. Um, I know there's a lot of dudes out there who, struggle you know with drinking other stuff so i'd love to get your guys's take being um two dudes who work a lot of hours both electricians both long history of work you already mentioned your military background seth like what are some tips some thoughts conversate amongst yourselves i don't know what it is but i just i know there's some dudes out there who would really love to hear like some different takes on like work in general like worked even work talk somewhat you know and i know i've heard i've, I've heard you both of you guys say there's been times when you're on the job and someone asks you wait you're sober like what do you mean you're sober like how, how do you what do you mean that's that's not even like something that a lot of dudes comprehend that it's even a possibility you know yeah, and, and too i mean along with all those like long hours working long hours the whole like i'm a working man right yeah. a working man drinks like that that whole kind of stereotypical uh, bs that goes into it right the yeah, misinterpretation yeah. And then you know another big thing too man a, a lot of like um when i was drinking and working a lot of the conversation at work was based around like all right number one where are we going after work mm. Uh, and then number two would be like, oh yeah, this is what I did last night. Right. And you know, you're, you're up to your lunch hour and you're already, you've already got that thought. Like, all right, I'm about to go get plastered tonight. I'm going to go out with the boys. Like it's going to be a good night. You know what I mean? So you're already romanticizing about it. At least that, you know, that's what, what my experience was. 
Um, so it was, you know, and again, too, man, going back to, uh, mom and dad, you know, both them, uh, b- both sets, you know, stepdad and, and real dad, and even mom, they were both blue collar workers. Um, and you know, again, that's what they did. They, you know, d- dad especially would go out and drink with the boys after work. Right. Um, you know, and my stepdad, most of his friends were all from, uh, from work, not, not most of, but a good amount. Um, so that's just kind of, kind of what you did. Um, you know, and it, it's crazy. You talk about the, uh, whole, you're, you're, you know, that, oh, what do you mean you're sober? You know what I mean? Yeah. The, the crazier thing that I've found now is that I've actually met more people that are sober that don't drink because they've gone through the same exact thing that I've gone through in just different circumstances. Mm. Uh, that don't that are actually sober themselves you know what i mean so i found that through uh just being open and honest and talking about you know yeah man like i'm sober i don't drink or you know if i had a beer i'd end up in jail or whatever you know what i mean i I find a lot of uh i try and put a lot of humor to it yeah um but uh yeah i mean it's it's crazy when you when you talk about it when you surround yourself with the people um that you're just you know, kind of naturally attracted to, they're very like-minded. And, um, yeah, yeah I get that a lot too with, uh, I, I feel like I got to put humor to it. Like laugh about it. Yeah. Well, you know, all the, if I were, you don't want to see me drunk. That's, yeah. that's my one. You, yeah. you guys don't want to see, I mean, one of, uh, um, one of the bosses just retired where I worked. And so everyone was going to the bar afterwards to celebrate this and that. And, and, uh, a lot of the people that I work with know that I don't drink. Uh, some of them, I don't think realized it until we got there. So we get there or whatever. And, 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 uh, you know, that was the, that was my go-to. That was my, Oh, you, you don't want to see me start drinking. And, and it's an honest, it's an honest response. Like you really don't, you know what I mean? I'm not lying to you, but yeah, it's, uh, for me being around, you know, the, the whole concept of, or, or I would say, uh, false concept really of oh you're a working guy so you have to do all this you know this and that uh it was it was more than that mine my sobriety or my quitting drinking meant more to me than than being in those conversations i enjoyed it when i was drinking you know waiting for my turn to tell story about how screwed up i got the night before and oh my story is going to be better than his you know listen to this crap you know what i mean uh because they always were uh but you know, it, me wanting to quit drinking was, was so much more than that. And I started to lose money too, because it was more important for me to stay over overtime. It was more important to go get, start drinking than it was to stay a couple hours and, yeah. and make, make some money. You know what I mean? I needed to get home cause I need to start drinking early. So I'm not that hung over the next day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I go to bed somewhere yeah, a decent hour. Exactly. So I yeah. need to start drinking right away. So, you know, this couple hours of of so much overtime that I'm turning down. No, nah, screw that. I'm going to go get, go get lit real quick. And in, in, in the amount of time so I can wake up and feel half decent to go to yeah. work. You know, uh, I was losing that money. So, so that was, uh, something that was in my head too, but yeah, I, it was, it was beyond being the, part of those conversations. And, and, and then, uh, yeah. Did you find that when like two, when, um, let's say somebody asked you about that or, or you, you mentioned it and they go, wait, what, you don't drink. Do you find that people are like more curious about it mm-hmm. versus 
versus like apprehensive towards it or rude about it. Oh, I've yeah. always found that too. It's mysterious to them. They can't understand it. You know, it seems I mean? like they're intrigued by it because yeah. I, I honestly believe that I, I believe that m- most or a lot of people who do drink deep down, they really like, they want to stop <laughs> that are drinking a lot. You know, they, they, they really do, but they just don't know where to, where to start. Yeah. I, I've, I've had people be like, Oh man, you know, I wish I could do that. Oh, I don't know how yeah. you do that. And, and they haven't woken up in a Creek waist deep, you know what I mean? Even with their shirt off, you know? So that's, that's why they can't understand it. You know what I mean? That they, they, and that's all I can fathom. You know, I, I don't yeah. try to put too much thought into other people's situations, but how that's did a, you get to the, in the Creek, by the way, no did you idea. ever figure that out? Nope. You walked home or something or uh, was yeah. it Alamo Creek? Yeah. So, okay. you know, where the, uh, well, I don't even know. Uh, Ma Mosca. It's a restaurant now. Yeah, Moxie. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it used to have that bar. I, I forget it what it was called. Used to be Fire Fire Okay. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. So yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. we were underneath there, <laughs> and that's the last thing I remember. I, and I do remember wanting to leave, and I think I just walked over. Yeah. And, and the, you know the creek that's right along. Uh, what is that? Uh, that's Dobbins. Dobbins. I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's by I, your old house. That's where right? I woke up. Yeah. Yeah. Scarier and scarier than shit, man. Yeah. I, I'm telling you what, I was terrified. I, I woke up and I was like, first of all, I checked for my wallet. Yeah, that's there. And then I was like, how in God's name did I get down here? And that that yeah. was terrifying to me that I had no recollection of how I, I got down there. But I mean, think about it, man. It, if I would have turned one more way over, I'd oh, have yeah. been, you know, face down in that thing. Yeah. And uh, so another one of those blessings, bro, where it's just like, God, thank you were there. Like, thank you. Because. It could have went either way, you yeah, know, many 100%. times. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a rough one. So, and going back to the work thing, man, because I think that's huge. You know, we, we spend so much of our life, you know what I mean, at work. And, you know, the going back to the romanticizing about alcohol. Uh, one of the things that I've, I've really learned is that I'm way more employable uh, as a sober person, right? Yeah. Like, so going back, like more available for the overtime, right? Which I hate working, um, but I do, you know what I mean? And then just uh, having people at work, like actually like, like you and know that they could rely, like, yeah, we have a, you know, a big job coming up. Seth is going to be here. Yeah. Um, the only way Seth's not going to be here is if we, you know, piss him off or something, he'll take a day off. Right. But for the most part, he's, he's going to be here and he's going to do his best. Um, you know, so some, some days still are better than others, but you know, that's something that being able to be relied upon is a good feeling. You know what I mean? And, and being liked is, uh, actually kind of pretty cool too. You know what I mean? And none of that stuff was, uh, in my bucket, you know, when I was, you know, I had friends and I, I I always kind of had a job, you know what I mean? But um, not to the extent to what I have now, you know, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, that's good. Dang, man. Crazy. So baseball's coming up. <laughs> it is. We had actually we had opening day for Little League today. So and, that's uh, that's your indicator, right? When once little league starts, it's uh, baseball season is right there on the. Well, actually, for the little league little leaguers, it it, it is on the horizon. It's had, not we, on the horizon anymore. It's actually we had we're, opening we're ceremonies, yeah, which eight thirty in the morning, and then we had our first game at ten, which went three innings and then absolutely downpoured and got completely 
soaking wet fields, everything, and everyone had to bail off the fields. But yeah, it was um, it was still fun. I'm glad we got it in, and I'm super pumped about baseball season. Just some games coming up because not only not only do we get to watch some baseball, that also means the weather starts to change a little bit. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to clocks back next week. Like, oh yeah, that, so that's what I was going to say. I mean, for for me, right. Uh, right now that's what baseball means is that summer is around the corner like we're up here freezing some people will laugh at this right like oh, it's yeah. been 20 degrees you damn Californians you know it's in the 30s <laughs> and we're bundled up but it's you know it's pretty cold and uh, you know thankfully right um, we always you know the, the human nature we always want when we don't have but we've had a really wet winter which has been good uh, for everything else in the world, but you know, my, my toes wanting to be in some warm sand or oh, having good. the sun hit my face, you know what I mean? Uh, yep. And, 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 you know, like that's, that's a whole nother element to the feeling good, right. Is your, uh, you know, physical location, right. And weather. And for me, oh, yeah. the warmth brings, uh, you know, kind it's of a whole new, me, yeah. whole new thing. Yeah. Whole new season. You yeah. Know? Yeah. What do you got? So let me ask this. What do you guys think about, the MLB new rules, the pitch clock. Let's let's transition into a little sports talk, and we'll act like we know what we're talking about here. <laughs> but for those who might might not know, baseball has always been a very slow. You probably heard even the term sometimes. Oh, I hate watching baseball. It's like watching grass grow, right? Because it's a slow game. We're also talking about, and I've mentioned this before too. I enjoy it because it does help us to slow down, especially in this fast paced society. Well, MLB decided this season. That they're going to put a pitch clock. Uh, I think that's what it's called, right? Pitch clock. Yeah. I think it's 15 seconds. The batter has eight seconds to be in the box and ready. And what they're planning on doing is the the goal of this is to speed the game up. You know, some baseball games three plus hours. And so I understand the I understand the thought behind it, but I also understand the game of baseball and the advantage of a pitcher sometimes is being able to control the game and be able to slow the game down if they need to. And a batter, a batter can call time and step out of the box and slow the game down. So, and that's, that's just one of the rules. I don't know if you guys have any of the other ones. I know there's a couple other ones that they've changed. I know they're, they're testing out the electronic strike zone in the, in the minor leagues. So it it completely takes away the human element of the umpire because now you have, I don't even know how they do it if it's a there's a camera over the strike zone or what, but I mean, I understand trying to bring in new fans, trying to grow the game and stuff, but dude, like, I'm not a fan of it. What do you guys think? Uh, you want to go? I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it, it, there's a lot there, right? Like a lot of it is like the change, right? Oh man, something's gonna change. Yeah. So I, I don't like change, right? Yeah. And two, I would agree with you, man. Like, I don't want the game to speed up. You know what I mean? When I have the time to watch a game, like I'm that I'm engrossed and I want to watch the game. I don't want to be distracted by, yeah. uh, you know, what's coming up next. What do I got to do after this game? Like, I want to be fully engrossed. And you know what? To be honest with you, if I get three hours to do something, like I'm, I'm more into, you know, uh, to that to being focused on something and then and two man like also old school like you know that's part of the strategy you know batters standing out of the box for a little bit longer you know what i mean i i i think it's you know kind of changing the game for uh for the worst that's my own personal opinion 
Um, you know, I think that it kind of started with the elimination of the designated hitter or, or both, you know, leagues having a designated hitter. Again, that was something that was like yeah, strategy was based, too. right? Like that was something in the NL, you know what I mean? That yep. uh, was a strategy thing. And then when the AL would play the NL, right? So and it, it's just, I don't know, man. It's like it's it's going towards, you know, everything else where, you know, let's kind of uh, – turn the time back on everything and make everything shorter so that it's immediate uh, gratification that's the, what you were the saying the immediate earlier. gratification then also man let's try and fit more in because that's what we need is more <laughs> yeah we need more of everything yeah. now well, i like what you said on the the strategy there's so much strategy in baseball there's so oh, much man. yeah the you know the things that you're watching when a batter steps out of the box that the catcher's doing the things you can't yeah. see that the middle infield's doing there's a there's so much going on behind the scenes of of that 20 seconds that they're now mm -hmm. taking away or robbing of the game that I, I completely disagree with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, if you don't, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to be real. I'm strong on this. Uh, if you don't, if it's too long for you, then you don't understand the game, yeah. in my opinion. It's you. chess. I mean, yeah. you're literally playing five. Like, and I always say this, too, when I played baseball, playing baseball and then when i started like just coaching even just little league when these guys are little and actually had to start learning that's two totally different things like i was like oh i played baseball i could coach yeah. and then you start coaching and you realize holy crap like there's a lot of stuff that goes into this game like where you start getting pitch counts and like man there's like so much that goes into it well, you, and speeding it up that's got to make it more difficult for coaches i would imagine too yeah yeah, it's, I'm not a fan of it. I don't, I don't, I don't think it needed to be done. Uh, but I agree with Seth. It's you know instant gratification. They want, they want it now. More commercials can be played now. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know it's true. So huh? I think too, they got rid of the infield shift too. I, I, they, I don't that's know right. If, yeah. That's another one. They, they did really get no, rid of it. No more shift. Oh, no. You're not allowed to shift. Which part of me actually kind of? I go. Yeah. I mean, I, I, because I can see both sides of both. But like, how many hits are taken away because of the shift? A lot. Well, I, I don't know. But hit the ball where the people the aren't. Yeah, it's yeah, so hard to do, <laughs> though. That's so hard. For it's hard enough. Leader. It's hard enough to hit a major league pitch, right? And now you got to place yeah. it where, and and you're used to, you know, you're you're taught your whole life. Okay, here's the spots you want to yep. go because here's where they aren't. Well, now they start putting people where they are, you know, where those spots are, and yep. and uh, you got to learn how to hit all over again. Uh, I know. I talked to Joey about it a couple of times, and he's got some buddies that play and. And they don't get mad if they if the shifts on for them and and they hit it to a person they don't get mad at it they put yeah. the you know the bat where it needed to be the ball went where it should have and how, how can you yeah. get mad at that it's so hard to hit a major league pitch if you put the net, the screw on the head you know what I mean and you crush it and you can't get mad at that I, I think a, I think a lot of it too is the ability with technology the way technology's advanced you literally have charts and you can you, you know you can look and see where every person's going to hit eighty percent of the time. Yeah. And so then you put that shift on and then it's all a numbers game. Mm. And now you just took that away though. And so I don't know. I kind of, I kind of like that one more than like, don't like it, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, I could see that. I, yeah. I mean, it could go, it could go either way. It depends on if the Dodgers are playing, if the Dodgers <laughs> are playing, and, you know, I want to see a Dodgers A's world series again, bro. I want to see that so bad. I, I would, I would like, I would love to try to go to that game how much a ticket would that be probably like five grand these days oh, for yeah, a ticket be ridiculous but the 1988 world series rematch i hope for one day yeah that would be pretty amazing you guys got a ways to go 
Yeah, <laughs> we're there. You guys are there. We have a long way to go. We probably will not be in Oakland. You know, I say when I say that we. I'm, I joke, not, I'm not part of the team, by the way. I joke with all my A's fans. I say the A's are just the uh, Dodgers minor league club. <laughs> the, the A's are the Do- like every the, the whole MLB. League. Yeah, yeah, we are MLB's a minor league team, club. Because yeah. look at how many how many big stars in Major League Baseball that have came you know came up were drafted or played for the A's at one point. Like yeah. there's a, there's quite a few. <clears throat> there are, and then you got the you know the Max Muncy level stars you know what i mean the josh i mean josh donaldson was a mvp yeah you know yeah. what i mean like and that's just a, like to name a few of the like yeah. most recent ones but chapman yeah We've i mean for a while and, but, and like yeah. he, like matt olson had a mm-hmm. banging year for the braves you know what i mean like come on you know but pay him yeah you gotta pay him yeah. and, I, and, and i guess in order to pay him people gotta be in the seats you know what i mean so yeah there's a there's so many so many layers there, but yeah, man, the the changes to I guess really like it's it's driven by societal change, right? Like uh, you got to give the people what they want, and they want a game that's uh, everly changing. You know what I mean? So that you know, I, I I don't fault the MLB for trying to make it more uh, yeah, I don't know, more attractive to the average person average person i guess you could say you know what i mean i like i get it you know what i mean but gosh darn where where, you know where do we uh it does it does piss me off with that a little bit too because it comes back to money at the end of the day you know and one thing i noticed i went to my first 49ers game this year a friend of mine had some tickets and hit me up he's like hey i know you're not really a niners fan i'm down that sounds awesome let's do it you know and so we went dude we had a great time they played played new orleans and stadium was cool soup it was jam-packed a lot of people um there's a lot going on in that area because it's just industrial park area by great america you could tailgate and stuff which was which is really cool we brought the barbecue out but one thing that occurred to me when i was there was how how ridiculous and how much alcohol sponsors Mm. these events these big events i mean alcohol is such a main focal point of all these all the major organizations in sports and so it's it's promoted so hard that part of me is like yeah i get why dudes including myself at one point were just like even subconsciously like go to a game and not drink that sounds lame (laughs) like why would you do that you know and um you know and then of course you spend two hundred dollars and you spend you know eight seven eight innings standing in line at the bar and spilling your beers and that's the whole thing is that you i used to go to games and 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 wouldn't even watch the game because i'm standing in line to get a beer and uh you know you drink that beer get right back in line and then then the seventh (laughs) inning comes you're like okay i'll watch for two innings because the beer line's closed yeah (laughs) yeah you actually have to be like a fan yeah Yeah, you actually have to like baseball yeah Yeah. you actually yeah (laughs) crazy but no that that is i mean it's true right like the 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 booze is all around us you know what i mean it's uh it's up to us you know what i mean the how how we view that and how we how we read that and respond to you know the how everything you know alcohol right for one it's kind of pushed on us you know what i mean we got to kind of repel repel that because you know going back to the the world the universe don't care that uh sets sober right it's 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 
It's tricky. It is. And I, uh, I do believe that that consistent, consistent drinking and it, it blocks something in you to connect to that spiritual relationship. You know, it's uh it's, it's pretty difficult to, to find that if you're just constantly numbing out and not feeling all the time. But anyway, in any case, dude, this has been, this has been great, man. Really enjoyed hanging out with you guys tonight and talking about all kinds of interesting stuff and sharing a bit and go ahead. G, what were you going to say? Sorry, no, man. Nothing. Oh, no, I thought you were going to say something. I got no. the cat right behind you right there. Check her out. Yeah, there she is. What's the cat's name? <laughs> That's Ruby. What's up, Ruby? I don't know where the oh, you know your name. Main Coon is somewhere. Have you seen the Main Coon? Now yet? The coming new to one, the right? stage, yeah. Ruby. What, what's the name that we decided? Uh, on? Well, first he was Richard Parker, right? And then now he's Oswald. Have you seen him yet? Mm. -mm. He he's he's freaking crazy, dude. He's so who's big. Richard Parker? He's the um, tiger in Life of Pi. Have you oh, ever seen okay. that movie? No, 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 no. Uh, I've heard about it. Though. Big, I heard life, it really big yeah. life of Pi fan. Life of Pi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Where did that shoot from, man? Yeah, it's a good one, dude. It's a good one. But yeah, he's around here somewhere, and they they fight. And they're all crazy and stuff. Oh, we didn't talk about your Spencer's uh, trip, by the way. Spencer's gifts. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> pretty funny. That was a good one. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I I went in there with Charlie, and, and it was it was. Uh, it brought me back, man. You know what I mean? Back to when yeah. I was, and it's so crazy how, you know, he's looking at these uh, glow in the dark black light posters <laughs> and all this stuff, is, you know, and, and I'm, and I'm like this, he, dad, he turns out, dad, is this one cool? I'm like, yeah, that's, that's cool. Yeah, that's what <laughs> that I'm one's cool. awesome. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> lava lamps and all. Oh those. dude, the lava lamp. That's yeah. classic. Yeah. Black light, the stars. Let's put the stars, stars on the ceiling. Yeah. Crazy how that Bob just, Marley. I don't know. Did it go away and come back? Or I had a five disc know? CD changer. Nah, it's, it's been around. Yeah. It's been here. Yes. Yeah. Cool stays, bro. Cool doesn't go away. Right. The Jinkos are coming back too. Jinkos and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Did anyone else have a five disc CD changer? Like where you put five in and then you just pressed one or two and then it would rotate. Oh, yeah. I thought I was so cool. Dude, it's, Panasonic. It's, it's crazy and, 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 actually quite humbling right like now we get to look at like oh i remember that when that was when i was a kid and that was around like yeah. i had those i had and you remember the exact color right and all this stuff is you know hit they say history repeats itself it's like man yeah. so that's like straight up middle-aged male that this is where i'm at now i get to see history repeat it's itself. all coming it's, back it's pretty cool you know what i mean and then to see like <clears throat> the new uh, the new way they're wearing the Jenko jeans. It looks just like how we used to wear them. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Hey, how long till, how long till kids start pegging their pants with safety pins again? Oh, that's dude. what I want to know. Staples. Will that come back? We use staples. Staples. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Mom, so where's the stapler? I need to staple my jeans. I mean, we're not, I think we're right there, right? Like 92 ish, 93. Cause the nineties are coming back hard right now. Yeah. Or putting the, uh, we used to take a sock and so shove it in the top of our <laughs> in the DCs? In the tongue. Yeah. yeah. Well then DC got smart and all the skater shoes started making the tongue hell fat, you know what yeah. I mean? So you, so not, you didn't need the now sock. Now if you put the sock in, you look like, you know, that wasn't it was cool. too big. Yeah. Cause it's too big. You know, DCs. What were some of the other shoes? Um, Osiris. Oh, Osiris. Yeah. Yeah. What? There was a couple that were. I rock K Swiss. I used oh, to yeah, stuff K -Swiss. my K Swiss. That was yeah, where it was at. Got to keep them white. 
I'm still rocking the Vans. I got the checkered slip-ons. Oh, yeah. Vans are wearing right now. Well, good stuff. Anything you guys want to add before we wrap up? Uh, man, I just, you know, obviously, bro, like, I want, I kind of want to circle back to the beginning, you know what I mean, on the, like, the, that going back to that 30 years of history and then the, you know, like, nine years of doing this podcast, man. Like, that's that's pretty rad, dude, and I just want to kind of, like, shove some love your way, you know what I mean, the mm-hmm. amount of uh, people that you've helped, you know, I mean, obviously you're a big part of, uh, my recovery. Right. And, um, you know, to speak for Gary, I know you're not supposed to speak for people, but I'm, I'm sure you're, you're a big part of his dude. And then, you know, just getting out onto the radio waves, dude, uh, it's, it's pretty rad, dude. And, and it's an honor, bro, to be, um, you know, be a part, you know, be kind of, uh, on the, the wings of the stage and seeing it all kind of grow and go through its different phases, man. It's pretty, pretty dope that I'm sitting here nine years later, like still <laughs> podcasting, bro. So I uh, just want to throw some love, man. And, and like I said, dude, like I truly mean that, man, it's an honor. It's, it's, uh, f- as fate would have it, you know what I mean? Here we are, uh, 30 years later, crazy having, having this conversation and, uh, I, I believe, man, like this is just the way it was supposed to be. And it was, you know, it was probably uh, set up for us this way, you know, um, by something or someone, you know what I mean? And it's uh, pretty awesome that we get to live it, you know what I mean? Rather than be living that fog that we were oh, yeah. living in. Um, you know, I I every day am amazed, you know what I mean, that I have lived to be the tender age of 43 because the path that I was on was not, that was not, and, and not that it's guaranteed now. Um, but that was definitely not in the cards. If I kept down the path that I was in, yeah. um, you know, for sure, like I, straight up. Um, so there's, you know, so much gratitude in that. And, you know, just going back to the, to, to your podcast, bro, like that's been a, a, a huge part of, of, of my recovery. And, uh, yeah. So, so thank you, man. This is, this has been, this has been rad. Yeah. It's uh Seth touched on it, but I got to go into it just for a second before we go, because you know, the, the night I, I chose to get sober, Shane, you, you came over there and, and you were the person that I cried to and the person that I talked to and told all my stuff to. And, uh, you definitely handled it the right way. Um, you, you're the person that needed to be there. And I thank you for that. And I, you know, I always shoot you love for that, but I'm going to do it here. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> I laugh at it now, but I hated it at the time on zero sleep. We went right to a meeting. <laughs> 6 30 AM. <laughs> 6 30 AM. You took my, my, you took yeah. me to, to a meeting and, and, uh, <clears throat> I've, I freaking hated it. And I, I am so grateful that you did. Yeah. Um, and then we went the next day and then, ne- and you just stuck with me, stuck with me. I remember the next day I was hung over on, and trying to get rest and, and tried to flake on you. Hey bro, I don't, I don't yeah. think I'm feeling it. I'm not feeling that good. And you're like, sweet, but I'm on my way. So <laughs> I'll going. be there. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I just got to tell you again, thank you for that. Cause I don't, uh, I know I wouldn't be here today where I'm at if it weren't for you helping me out through that beginning. Thanks, bro. And, uh, 
yeah, man. Yeah, love, I love you, bro. <laughs> I, lo I love you too, man. I'm super proud of you too, dude. It's so so cool to see like, um, and just hearing you talk tonight a little bit uh, and sharing and being able to talk openly about you know past stuff, even your baseball stuff, dude. I think that's huge that you can open up about that, especially on something like a public platform like this where we're just conversating. But people are going to hear that, you know, and people are going to be inspired by that too. They're going to hear it and they're going to go, man. Yeah, I have some things in my past that I'm not really proud of, or some some things that I think I could have done different, you know, or shoulda, woulda, coulda, I shoulda all over myself, you know, that's kind mm, of the, yeah. and it's like, dude, like we've all been there. And I think you hit it earlier. Like we're like, you, you felt like you were alone for a long time and we're not alone. We have people that love us. We have people that care about us. And, you know, some people don't have that in their immediate family. Well, there's people out there in church, in the rooms, in communities. Um, there's, there's a lot of people out there who care. And so, I just think for you to come um, through your own path and then three years now being able to open up about that stuff and just talk about it. You said it in the beginning of the podcast, just talk about it. Yeah, It's so hard for dudes to do is to talk about stuff mm. because we don't want to talk about stuff. Yeah. We have stuff, it's just, it's part of it. We have stuff from when we were kids. Some of us have issues with family stuff. Some of us have issues in general, whatever it is, but we have to talk about stuff. You know, we have to open up. Um, we have a great resource for that. I want to get Gary plugged into that. Seth, I think I think you're still in it. Our um, our sober guy men's group on locals. So we'll, that that'll be in the show notes. A shout out to all those guys in there. If you're looking for a group out there, um, that's a great place to start. Um, post stuff, talk, share. It's really just accountability too, and that's just one option. Like there's so many options out there for different communities of people to connect with, to be a part of. Um, so just want to throw that out there for everyone listening. Um, G, I love you, bro. Thank you. you so much. Hell Seth, yeah. you paved the way for, for me in this and for, for many out there. Um, you know, I think you were the second podcast episode, first or second, somewhere in there, uh, which is awesome. But just like, and I say this often, you know, I, I stopped drinking because I saw you do it. And I said, if Seth can do it, I can do it. You know, and so I, number one, I appreciate that. Thank you. You inspired me, um, you know, your, your inspiration, your walk, your trust and that you took that step to go forward helped me. And then in turn, it helped Gary. It helped Joey. It's helped so many other people. I mean, there's like this domino effect. Actually, when we sit and look at this right now, 30 years and here we are doing this right now. And they're, they're literally, I'm picturing the dominoes just falling. And hopefully when I see that on the big scale, there's thousands of people who are going to listen to this and those dominoes just keep falling, man. And people keep hitting each other and just falling over and getting saved and getting free from alcohol and um, free from their stuff, man. Just in general, free from your stuff. There's a better life out there. There's a better way. There's a better path. And it's open to anybody, but we just have to open up and we have to receive it. And then we got we to gotta do the work and keep moving forward. So um, love both of you guys, man. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast tonight. Um, and... If you're listening out there and uh, you want to quit drinking, you want to, uh, some more resources, um, you can go to thatsoberguy.com, find all the resources there. You can contact us by clicking the connect form or the contact button, I think. And uh, man, lots of good stuff. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Peace, love, and respect and keep your blood clean.